Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we chat with Jimmy Olney, Manitoba Moose captain who was named AHL Man of the Year. And also Colin Cornelson, Winnipeg Blue Bomber draft pick from right here in Winnipeg, member of the U of M Bisons. That's all coming up on the podcast. It's been a pretty good week so far for the Manitoba Moose. A pair of overtime wins have them on the brink of advancing to the Central Division Finals in the Calder Cup playoffs. And today, Captain Jimmy Olney has been named the AHL's Man of the Year for his off-ice work in the community. This year was the fourth time that the 30-year-old from Saint-Michel, Quebec, has been nominated for the Yannick Dupre Memorial Award. That's, by the way, named for an AHL star who died of leukemia in 1997 at the age of 24. And the award's been given out ever since. This is the first year he's won the award and the second member of the Moose to do it. Jimmy Roy got it back in 2003. Now, Jimmy's been very busy in the community. Even as he recovered from an injury, he sustained training in the offseason last summer that kept him out for much of this season. Created a new program in conjunction with the Kinship and Foster Family Network of Manitoba. As part of the program, he hosted foster families at Moose Home Games. Also a frequent supporter of the True North Youth Foundation. Spoke at the annual Jets Gala. Worked with uh, Project 11, fielding students' mental health and wellness questions in English and in French. For the Moose Project 11 school day game, he spent time at a St. Amant Autism Early Learning Classroom, served breakfast at Silo Mission, read to elementary students at Balmoral Hall School. Also helped raise funds for Camp Quality Manitoba by signing Moose Mystery Pucks to be sold at the team's annual Hockey Fights Cancer Game. Visited Assiniboine Park Zoo along with teammates in January. Met with the puck drop participants for Manitoba's Pride Game to learn about their individual programs and how they're making a difference in their community. Jimmy's a busy guy. But he had time to caught up, catch up with me earlier today to talk about this great honor. And I started by asking him how he found out about the award. Oh, I just found out today. Uh, actually, I thought I was going to a video meeting in... Uh... Uh, they all asked us in the room there at the hotel, and uh, they just uh, told me right there. It was a pretty special moment. So they kind of had a surprise party for you? Yeah, kind of, yeah. They kind of took me by surprise there. What was your reaction? Oh, I was uh, pretty happy, like kind of shocked uh, at the beginning because, you know, I've been in this league for a while, and I've seen this this uh, this award go to uh, some great guys along the years. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked and but I was happy, and then I was happy to, that all my, my teammates were there as well. Why is it important to you to do what you do off the ice? Um, for me, it's just that, like, with the job we do, we have that opportunity to, you know, do some great stuff in the community and uh, be able to, you know, make a make a difference just just by being who who we are and. Um, um, and then for me, it just come natural because uh, I just love to, you know, get in the community, get out in the community, and um, especially with the kids and stuff. It's uh, if, if uh, you know, if I can put a smile on a kid's face, it's just what's most important, important to me. And um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just fun to get out there. Now, this isn't the first time that you've won the the moose award for man of the year and then you go on to win the league-wide award this is something that you've been doing really your whole time here in winnipeg how has that helped you create uh, relationships in the community and also maybe feel more at home in this city yeah it's just every time every time we get out uh in a 
in a program in the community. It's just uh, you meet some new people, you, you, you see stuff that you've never seen before, and you're just learning on uh, a bunch of stuff. So it's just as it's just, it's just as good for me as it is for uh, the people that we're gonna see, and um, uh, it just makes makes me feel at home more and uh, knowing more about uh, you know uh, Winnipeg and Manitoba and all that stuff. So. Uh, like I said, it's just as good for me as it is for the people that we go out to see. And for you too, as as someone who's a French language speaker, to go into some French immersion schools and be able to speak about mental health too, that must add to the experience. Yeah, it's uh, when I first got when I first got traded to Winnipeg, uh, I didn't expect so many people to speak French and in Manitoba, but uh, there's quite a bit of people that speak French, especially in the, in some of the neighborhoods there uh, back home. But uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's always fun and it's always weird for me because I've I've been away from home for a bit and I I was always in uh, English um, English communities. So, uh, but it's always fun to to be able to communicate with uh, with some people away from home in the in the, our uh, in my uh, own uh, language. Now, you came off a, a pretty serious injury this season, too. Did working in the community maybe help with your kind of m- mindset in, in rehabbing? Did it have anything to do with your ability to get back on the ice? Oh, yeah, it did. Uh, you know, for some people, some people went through it and some other people uh, didn't go through it. But, like, when, when you go through, a, like, an injury like that, it, it takes a while and... um you gotta keep you gotta keep your your mind active. You gotta keep your your body if you can active and get out and do stuff if you want the if you want the um, the time to go by faster and the recovery to seem better. You know, so uh, yeah, no, I was it gave me more time to do more stuff and it's just uh, helped my my mind and all that to not see that recovery as long as it, as long as it is. So you get back in time for the end of the season and now this playoff run that your team is on, two straight overtime wins. How nerve-wracking have those last two games been to be a part of? It's really hard to uh, really hard to explain, but uh um we we came out we came out on the be- better side of it both times, so that's that's a great thing, but uh, I I got to I'd be lying if I if I told you I wasn't stressed and uh both of these games, but uh, especially in the second one, the way we were playing and the way we were uh, winning battles and stuff, I I kind of had like obviously when you go to OT, you could go either way, but uh, I I uh, I kind of had a feeling that we were we were getting that one no matter what. So uh, no, it's uh, it's nerve wracking, but uh, it's a hell of a feeling when you uh, you won those. Now both those games were ended kind of quickly in overtime. Would you rather just get it done and over with, or are you okay with slugging it out for one or two overtime periods? Oh, I'd rather just get it done with. Uh, just for just for the nerve and the stress, it's it's better to get that done. Uh, I think we 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 did it in both like the first five minutes. So uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'd rather get it done with than uh, you know stretching it for a long for a long uh, OT. That's for sure. What does it say about your team that you lose game one six two? You know, okay, well now we have to win 
twice on the road. And if we lose game two, three times on the road, but they're able to bounce back from that, get a couple tight victories, rallying late in game two to win it, and then getting the win last night on the road. Now you're up 2-1. What does that say about the the turnaround and the resilience of your team? Um, I think... um... I think we, the the way we're playing, I think is just we take one game at a time. Like I know it's a cliche, but the way our team is, like we just if you know, like the first game was a misstep for sure, but uh, we knew we knew we could play with these guys, and like we just see it like one game at a time. We didn't even see it like we gotta win two games over there or whatever. We just like let's let's win that next one and see where it takes us and. Um, and that's where we're we're at now. Like two one on the road, we're we're feeling pretty good. But we know we know the the hardest win is still to come. And uh, the the team in this league they don't go down easy. So that's that's gonna be uh, on us to to come prepared and uh, and uh, bring our best hockey. Especially given how close the last two games have been, could have gone either way. But you come out on the the right side. How do you make sure then that you get across the finish line in these next one or two, if necessary, games? Yeah, no, we. Uh, I feel like the the way we're gonna have success, I think, is staying out, staying out of the box because they got one. Uh, I think they got the the best star play in the league. So we, that's that's all they get their goals, and uh, so that's that's all. Uh, that's what that's what we we have to do is stay out of the box, and because uh, five on five, I think we can play these guys. And looking at uh, just your experience this year, just. Did the the injury break give you any added perspective on where you're at in your hockey career right now? Yeah, yeah, I'd be I'd be lying again if I said that I, I like I'm not starting to think about what what's going to happen after. But um, during the recovery, I'd say like this one was a little because I because I had that surgery twice now, and so the first time I came back earlier, and this time it took a little bit a little bit more uh, more time. Um, but I'm feeling I'm feeling great now. Like every day is just uh, getting better and better. So uh, um, I think I still have a, a good amount of uh, years left uh, to play, and uh, I feel pretty good about my body and stuff. Like um, so, yeah. I'm just gonna see where see where it goes. I was I was talking to one of my buddies uh, lately, and I was like, yeah, I don't know all the, the next five years are going to look like, but uh, yeah, for the, the plan for right now is to uh, keep playing the game and uh, hopefully uh, stay healthy. You lost to Milwaukee last year. I don't need to remind you, but did that, f- facing them again, add any motivation to this year's series? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh a good amount um especially that last year we you know we we came here we started here and both both the first two games should uh i thought we had uh i thought we played we had the better team out there for both these games and uh we came back home we were able to tie it but uh kind of kind of had a bad start in the fifth game there and i think that cost us there but uh yeah for sure it fuels it fuels the rivalry again and um you you don't want that to happen two years in a row that's for sure so what does the rest of the the day look like for you in an off day in a playoff series what do you do uh honestly like mostly mostly resting because uh you know those playoff games are taking uh like the 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 play ramps up a little bit, the physicality is is up as well. So 
I think just resting and uh, and uh, you know preparing and focusing on uh, on next game is uh, what the most 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 guys on the team are doing. I'm pretty sure. Well, Jimmy, appreciate you coming on tonight to talk about this. Best of luck through the rest of the playoffs here, and congrats again on this big honor. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. CFL Draft was a couple nights ago now, but we're still getting to meet some of the newest members of the team. They'll be trying out for the team at camps coming up, and one of them is from right here in Winnipeg. It is Colin Cornelson, and he joins us now on the show. Colin, how did it feel to get the call from the Bombers that you were being drafted into the CFL? Oh, it was an amazing feeling. You know, definitely a dream come true, for sure, you know, being able to play in your hometown, and especially when, you know, Winnipeg has the best fans in the CFL, you know, makes it so much sweeter. So it's an amazing feeling. How many games have you been in the stands as part of that crowd? (laughs) I'd say definitely a couple every year for sure. You know, it's definitely hard, you know, when I'm playing like university ball for the Bisons, you know, it's hard to, because we also have a busy schedule during the same time Blue Bombers do. But whenever I have an opportunity, I for sure try to get out to as many games as I can. So heading into the the draft night, did you have an expectation that you're going to be selected? And for those who don't know, you were the fifth round, forty fourth overall pick by the team. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I was. Uh, I definitely, you know, Winnipeg was definitely one of the teams I was interested in taking me. And then, you know, they took another guy out of uh, Regina. We we play the same position, so I wasn't sure if they were going to take me or not. And then, you know, when I got the call, I was, you know, I was very surprised, and you know. Happy that I got the call. <laughs> and were you just at home waiting by the phone? What was it like that night? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was with my family and and a few of my friends, and then um, I kind of just stepped out of the room for a little bit and kind of just went uh, to be by myself. And then that's when I uh, I actually got uh, they my my family actually they they saw it on the TV first. Uh, before I got the call, I got the call after, so I didn't even know um, that I was drafted by the Bombers until, you know, they just, my family just came out looking for me, you know, excited and screaming, and then, yeah, and then I got the call from Coach Mike O'Shea uh, after that, a couple minutes after. So, they knew before you did? <laughs> yeah, they did, because I, I just kind of stepped out, you know, just to get some fresh air, and then... And then, yeah, it just popped on the – because, I don't don't know, Winnipeg was up, and I didn't think they were going to take me. And then, yeah, so I just, you know, stepped out of the room for a little bit. And then, yeah, they came out, yeah, excited and screaming and, yeah. So was it a nervous night for you at first? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely uh, anxious, for sure, you know, but, yeah. So this process of getting ready for the draft at the Combine, there's obviously the career that you've had so far at the University of Manitoba. You've got a pretty quick turnaround before rookie camp starts next Wednesday. What's what's on the agenda for you between now and then? Well, we've been, uh, our uh, U of M Bisons, we've been doing our uh, vet practices for the last three weeks. So, you know, doing that has really helped, you know, just stay, you know, on the turf consistently, you know, uh, so Coming into camp, I won't, you know, I should, hopefully, you know, all the rust will be off from being able to, you know, being able to practice with my university team for the last little bit. So that's sort of how the last month has been going in preparation for camp. What kind of impact are you going to try to make at rookie camp next week? 
you know, I'm just going to try and, you know, work hard every play and, um, you know, just hustle, hustle whenever I can and, you know, play fast and play hard and just, you know, just try and just play my game um, that I want to play. And how would you describe your game? Um, definitely, you know, trying to, you know, making an impact on the run game, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm taking on, taking on double teams or single teams and, you know, I'm being physical in the run game for sure. And then, and then on the pass game, you know, making sure I'm working, working all the moves that I want to work and just trying to get to the quarterback and get some pressure. Did you always want to just stay in Winnipeg, going to St. Paul's, going to the U of M, being now drafted by Winnipeg? How cool is it to just do it all here? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's very cool. I mean, I no, I I, lo- I love this city and everything about it. So being able to stay stay home, you know, through university, and then now with the Bombers, it's just been, you know, the icing on the cake, pretty much. Is this rookie camp going to be for you a a big part of it being a sponge and, and learning from a lot of the if you you know if you're around for training camp being able to to learn from the likes of Jake Thomas, Jackson Jeffcoat, Willie Jefferson, and the like. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, whenever I can, I'm going to try and you know you know pick those guys' brains a little bit and and try to just learn as much as I can from them and. You know, whether that's on, like, the sideline or after practice or, you know, everything in between. Just trying, yeah, like you said, you know, soak it, soak soak as much uh, as I can in these next few weeks. And how do you think that this experience, if you, if you end up, you know, going back to school, how much do you think this is going to help you going into your year with the Bisons? I think a lot. I think, um, you know, being able to learn from guys that have been in the league for so long, I mean, that stuff, you know, you just can't learn that anywhere else. So, you know, being able to bring whatever I learned back to you, to U of M would, I think, you know, and then, uh, and then me being able to, you know, share that to, you know, all the guys that are younger than me, I think would be uh, pretty cool and helpful. Well, as a, you're already a, a team captain on the, on the Bison. So I'm sure this could, this will only add to that ability to, to share a wealth of knowledge, right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So uh, before I let you go, then uh, what's your, if you have one favorite bomber memory from your time as a, as a football player growing up in Winnipeg? Definitely just winning that great cup after, you know, so many years without winning one. That one, that's, that's definitely the coolest part for, for me, the coolest memory, you know, it kind of just ending, ending that drought that we had and winning that great cup was for sure. Probably at the top of uh, almost everybody's list for sure. That 2019 title was a, was a big one in the city. Well, Colin, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. Uh, congratulations again, and best of luck as you pursue your football journey here. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m., of course. That is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the things.